Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. So I have to start this off with some corrections. I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I'm real twitchy when information isn't correct and it's gone out into the universe. In the last two episodes, I've missaid one of the characters' names a bunch. It is Lana King, not Lana Kane. I uh, was hanging out with Jake and we were watching way too much Archer. <laughs> and that name just got in my head. I don't know how none of us caught that either. I don't. Like, even... None of us did. I heard the episode. I went, oh, God. Uh, all right. Uh, and then the other thing is uh, uh, Damien uh, mentions in the name of the road that the theater is on, and it is uh, Drury Lane, not Mulberry Lane. I don't know why I said Oh, yeah, I didn't Mulberry catch Lane. that either. And it is relevant because actually Carolyn talks to me about the Drury Lane Theater um, in the thing that we just recorded for the oh, Patreon. Oh, nice. Which gives me a dynamite segue. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, December 14th, this Friday, uh, we're going to have the teaser for the Patreon out. Um, the teaser will have um, at least myself, maybe a couple of us, just chatting just a little bit about what is going to be on. Uh, and we're going to give you some clips from Hero Salad. I'm also going to give you a clip or two from uh, Investigate the History, which again is the kind of companion podcast that my good friend Carolyn Conover records with me, where she kind of does a deep dive on myths and legends and the history behind the things that are in each story arc. So each episode of that, we pick a story arc. And so the first episode is the Halifax. So we talk about the Curse of Macbeth, and we talk about vampires, and we talk about um, wood nymphs a little bit, um, but those have become more prevalent. Uh, so yeah, that'll be out uh, on December 14th, so you guys can get a sense of kind of what the stuff is that comes with the Patreon. Uh, and then that will launch on January 2nd. Our Patreon will officially launch on January 2nd. So, um, yeah, thank you again uh, to everyone out there who has suggested this. Uh, I did an interview the other day uh, with a guy who was writing uh, his uh, master's thesis on podcasts and advertising and all that kind of stuff. And he asked me, how do you know when to do a Patreon if you have a podcast? And I said, you don't. Your audience tells you. So thank you again for everyone who has talked to me or talked to us, um, asking us to do more content and you know offering support so again those dates are december 14th for the trailer for it and then january 2nd will be the official launch and actually kind of along with that idea of hero salad if you are an artist and we have gotten some submissions from artists when we did our giveaway uh, if you want to take a second and look at our banner uh, on our facebook page on our instagram wherever you go wherever our stuff is there's a banner that has myself and a cloak uh, summoning six skeletons and then jake and tj and tass on the other side having some issues defending against them. Uh, we'd like to get some more banner art made. It would be in that same style. It'll be the Game Master doing something, 
and the players responding to it with some space in the middle for the title of you know the crit show to go. Um, so I just thought it might be more fun instead of me going back to Fiverr and finding some random artists to make them for us uh, if we offered that opportunity to some of our listeners. So if you are someone that does art commissions, uh, send me an email at rev at the crit show podcast.com essentially just kind of contact me let me know that you're interested and let me know what your commission price is uh for a piece of banner art for something like facebook um because i think it would just be cool to have that cycling gallery be from listeners yeah especially with all the different uh games that we're going to have coming up with patreon and other things we're going to have a lot of material yeah and so we already have ideas for some of the art but i'm also totally open for options or suggestions but we've got a couple in mind uh to go with some of the games that we have coming up so again that is rev at the crit show podcast.com drop me an email there let me know uh, that you're interested in possibly doing a commission for us and let me know what your price is for a uh, a banner arts i don't have a good segue to get us out of this so everybody guess a number between one and twenty Seven. Twelve. Seventeen. TJ was closest. TJ, you get to say it. Let's roll the recap. Jake, you get to say it. (laughs) It's time to let the recap roll. For God's sake, TJ. Because he wants to bring you back as the Chosen. Because he then wants to kill you again and collect the soul of the Chosen. I wish I could tell you more or give you a clear path, but everything past the point of your death is a little hazy. If I could get one more soul... I bet she'd trade me for that information, and I think I already know the answer to the question I'm going to ask her. And if I'm right, your friends paying back the favor they owe me will put him right next door to you. He's in there. Who's in there? Tass is in there. Why didn't you tell us that? Demons, the way our magic works is it has to be a trade. We can't do anything for free. I'm going to just tell Damien the truth. We were about to just turn on you full on. I'm sorry, but now we need to turn this around and we need to get one over on her. The elevator door opens up and she is standing there. He finished already. And she starts to turn and she sees Damien. I try to stab her with the knife like, oh my God, no. You jam this dagger into her and she looks surprised. And then she looks angry and she opens her mouth and all of these scarabs start pouring out of her mouth and she deflates. Ah, oh, it's the mummy. I've seen the mummy. It's like the mummy. From the shadows comes a giant metal set of battle armor. And from deep inside of the armor, you hear a voice. Oh, TJ, you done fucked up. Tass. You and Damien are sitting on the couch still, having just watched the video that was left to you. Damien had suggested the idea of possibly finding a third soul to trade to Strom. Do you have a beat on another soul? It's not just something that falls into your hands. You gotta be at the right place at the right time, or, well, in this case, be told where to be at the right time. Yeah, um, that's just kind of what we have to do then, is just find a soul. Yeah, because I think that's the only way that she's gonna trade with me for what I need, and that's really the only thing that kind of makes it a believable trade if it's something that I really want. Wow, this is morbid. Do we need to just go hang out at a hospital or something? And as you're asking him that question, he has turned to face you, and the TV behind him starts to flicker blue, and the image shifts, and you feel like you see a pair of eyes inside of it, and then it's gone. Damien. What? Somebody was looking at me through the TV. Last time that happened. That's not how TVs work. Yeah. <sighs> I know, but that is what happened. Um, Wow. Can poltergeists be here? I guess it's possible. Anything that can kind of go to the mental or the astral plane might be able to be here. 
Okay. <laughs> well, last time I saw a face in a TV screen, it was a poltergeist, so. Oh, that's not great. Uh, I'm going to go up and start fiddling with the TV. All right. Roll investigate a mystery. Oh. Oh, good. That's a five. You walk up and having poltergeist on your mind, you touch the television trying to see like what's up with the screen and you get pulled into the screen. Oh, and it's all just inky void around you and you see a pulsing blue figure for a moment and then you're spat back out of the television. What the hell was that? I don't know. It sucked me in. Okay, so when I met Lana originally, it was in, well, my head, and it was in a blue crystal. Is there any way that could be her somehow? Where was the crystal at? Like in my head. It was in a room. Have you checked that room? Oh, God, no. And I'm going to go over to that door, um, because, that yeah, it would have been just up and to the left, I think. So you go over and you open the door, and you see the same thing that Jake and TJ saw a black room with a crystal on a pedestal, but there's no glow coming from it. Oh, son of a bitch. I'm going to walk over to it anyway and just inspect it. All right. Uh, roll investigate a mystery. Hey, there we go. How's an 11? You get a hold too. What happened here? So you walk over to the crystal and you start to examine it and you get glimpses of what it was that Jake and TJ had seen. And you get a very clear vision kind of being in your own brain space now of this crystal lying dormant. And somehow you know that she was able to get through and channel herself into it for a moment. But it took all the strength that she had saved up over however many years. And it wasn't like she was expelled from the crystal. She just couldn't hold on any longer. And so now it's sitting dormant again. Okay. Um, Is there anything else being concealed here? As you're looking through the crystal, you kind of walk around the pedestal and you see Damien through the refraction of the crystal and he's kind of upside down and there's a weird light there. And as you pivot a little more, you see the blue figure again that you saw on the television through the crystal like it's floating next to and behind Damien. Oh, my God. And it's distorted through the refraction of the crystal. You can't make it out, but it's very clearly a humanoid. Damien? Yeah? Is there someone standing next to you? He turns and he looks on both sides. I don't know. Is there? I think there is. And I want to, like, move up a little, like I'm getting closer, like almost trying to use the crystal as a, you know, like a, a monocle, you know? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, roll investigate a mystery again with a plus one Ugh. for using the crystal. I'm going to investigate this so hard. Oh, boxcars with my plus one is a 14. All right. You get a hold, too. What's being concealed here? As you get in closer... Damien kind of takes the cue as you approach the crystal, and he starts to approach it too. So the figure over his shoulder floats closer, and you can very clearly see as he approaches that over his shoulder, it looks like Reeves. Whoa! I'm going to like instantly, I think reflexively, stand up and look at the spot, you know, not through the crystal. You don't see it there. And I bend back down and kind of look through it again. And you see her there, and she's 
kind of looking at the crystal, then she's looking at Damien. And when she looks at Damien, you get a sense that, like, if you could look into the body and see a white blood cell detect a bacteria or a virus to know if it needs to kill it, that's how she's looking at Damien. Oh, no. Uh, okay, so Damien, there is somebody next to you. Reeves, can you hear me? And she turns and looks at you. Oh, my God. What is going on? Are, are you, are you, well, I mean, you have to be. Are, are you dead? She raises her hand and kind of does the back and forth. Like, so-so. Like, 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 like the so-so. Meh. Yeah. <laughs> like the, she gives you like the so-so seesaw hand. Uh, okay. What? In the actual hell, um, I guess I'll use my other hold for what sort of creature is it? She isn't a creature. You'd expect, looking at her, that she would be a ghost or that she might be a poltergeist like you had originally thought. But she seems even less connected to the world than that. And you remember a very specific conversation that Jake had with her about sending out your astral projection, that if you were dying... Could you send your astral projection out? And she said she didn't know if that was possible, but that it would be worth a shot in the last moments. And you think that's what you're looking at. You think you're looking at her astral projection. Okay. Um, wow. My God, Reeves. Um, my God, I'm sorry. We we tried, but I, I don't know. I don't know what this is. I don't know exactly what you are besides, I, I mean, is this is this your projection? And she nods vigorously. Okay, but, I mean, your body, it was out there. It killed you too, right? She shrugs. Woof. Damien, there absolutely is someone next to you, and it's someone that we got killed. But, well, I guess you can hear me. It's some kind of astral version of her. Oh, is she a magic user? Yeah, yeah, she was. Is... I, I don't know. She kind of gives the seesaw hands again. <laughs> and as you're talking about her, she floats a little closer towards you. And you can see that as she gets closer to the crystal, it starts to illuminate a little. And she sees this and she backs up. Oh, um, hmm. So when Lana used this crystal, she was able to use it to communicate. Reeve, do you want to actually maybe try to go inside of it? She's kind of wide-eyed for a minute. And then she kind of looks at you like, if you think it's a good idea. I mean, it's the best guess I have. So she does. She starts to float towards the crystal, and it gets brighter the closer she gets to it. And Damien takes a few steps back, and she touches it and passes into it. And then you see her face floating in the crystal. Hi. Well, this is really weird. <laughs> okay. Wow. Um, yeah, it sure is. Um, how the hell are you here? Um, well, when I was uh, kind of dying in space, I, I thought I would give it a try. and just try to project my consciousness out somewhere, and I guess I must have hit you. I've been trapped in whatever this house is for a while, and I, I swear I saw you at one point. I was, there was a bicycle, and I, I, I saw, like, Jake and TJ, they were looking at me down the stairs, and then they were gone, and then there was, like, a mecha zord, and, and then there was nothing for a long time, and... I've just been kind of wandering around in this house trying to figure out where I'm at. Wow. Okay. So you've been haunting my mind palace. Oh. Oh, this is your, like, your brain space? I guess. Huh. I wouldn't have taken you for a two-story rustic. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, that's what they called me in high school, so <laughs> we'll just go with it. All that 4-H. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Um, I don't know what to do with this, except, well, hell, you might be able to help. Um, Damien, does this count as a soul, do you think? No, I don't think so, but, uh, I mean, if she can go into that crystal, we could sure pass her off as one. Oof. Um, okay. Reeves, have you been able to hear us the whole time and kind of see what's going on with all of this? Yeah, when I have a sense of where I am, sometimes time is weird here. Yeah, how so? That I don't know where I am in it, and there's jumps, and then people are here, and then they're not here, and sometimes there's like a shadow family playing and a dog barking, and maybe it's your memories as you're having them, or... Yeah, maybe. A while ago, the whole place, like, caught on fire and shook, and then it was gone, and then it rebuilt. Did something bad happen? Oh, yeah, I'm super dead. Oh. So you're haunting a soul's mind palace. I This is too much. This is too Inception for me. I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. That's fair. It's okay. Magic's difficult. <laughs> Magic am hard. Well, yeah, you're not wrong. Um, okay, so I mean, I don't know. Maybe you can help, and this is entirely up to you, of course, but... You know, essentially, we need to get into a place, um, make contact with another soul, and get out. And with your help, we might be able to do that. We might be able to stop the guy that's, well, trying to, I I don't know. I don't know what he's trying to do. He's trying to do some bad, bad shit. And um, if I get this information, I might be able to get it to my friends, and we might be able to stop him. The thing that you're going to have to do, if I can get her to take the two of you as trade somehow you got to get the three of you into a crystal like this. She's got one, but that's the only way that you'll all be able to talk to each other is inside that crystal. Okay. So if you want to interrogate this Rachel girl, then you got to get in the same space as her. Okay. Um, I hate to say I, I don't think there's much I'm going to be able to do about that, but if there's some way we can get the boys to get us into one. Yeah, I mean, if they break you out, it'll be there. I mean, that's the best... That's the best bet I have. Uh, I hate to say it, but that's putting a lot on you, man. Like, once we're in, we're in. and Well, it's putting a lot on them, really. Well, right, but it's going to have to be you uh, setting up whatever deal it is that gets them there in the first place, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I've already got the bargain they owe me, and if I trade her for the information that I want, like I said, I think I know the answer to the question that I'm going to ask her in exchange for the two of you. And if I'm right... Me cashing in the favor that they owe me will put them back at her place. Okay, then that's a nice little circle we've built. Yeah, all right. Well, this next part's not going to be as comfortable. Okay, let's let's do it. Reeves, are, are you okay with this? Uh, yeah, I guess. Um, I mean, if you're dead, I can't imagine that I'll survive here much longer, so if there's a chance of helping you, I that's why I joined the Eye of Horse to begin with, was to help with things like this, so, yeah. Damien? Let's do it. Damien reaches into his pocket and pulls out two crystals, one red and one white. And he puts one in the left hand, one in the right hand, and aims one at you and the other at the crystal that Reeves is inside of. And you feel this strong pull, and then you just feel alone. There's nothing here. It's just void. It's like being in a dark room that's been soundproofed. You are aware, but there is nothing else but you. I'm going to run out of that closet, like right now. Roll act under pressure. As she steps forward out of the shadows, she draws a mace. 
Six. <laughs> I can always tell when it's a bad roll because he instantly reaches out to pick the dice up like he's ashamed of us seeing <laughs> yeah. that. I'm like, don't look at my shame, please. <laughs> and uh, that actually levels me up. Oh, all right. What are you going to take? Onto my fifth level up for the science guy. This is the perfect time to retire this hunter to safety. I think you're absolutely right, but no. Literally, no. in game, he just goes, Done. <laughs> and I'm on base. I'm on base. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to mark two of the basic moves as advanced. Oh, what two? I'm going to go with act under pressure and investigate a mystery. So what are the advanced versions of those two moves? Like, what do you get? Oh, uh, well, for act under pressure, if I roll a 12 or plus, uh, you may choose to either do what you wanted and something extra or to do what you wanted to absolute perfection. So you do like the peak human physical condition. Oh, yeah. Like, so if I want to do some backflips away from this lady, mm -hmm. which I'm not going to, I know, but right. I would do them and then lock the door with my foot on the way out. Oh, like, like, <laughs> your toe would just kick the lock. Yeah. And then uh, in Investigate a Mystery, if you get a 12 plus, you may ask the keeper any question you want about the mystery, not just the listed ones. Nice. Holy crap. Yeah. That's super dangerous. How do we solve it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So after you level up, you know, the other end of the spectrum of Act Under Pressure is that things go to hell, if you remember. So TJ, you take one point of damage, armor defeating. Ugh. Jake, you are standing out in the lobby area getting ready to go over and investigate kind of what you assume might be the kitchen. And you see TJ stagger out of this door and he's kind of holding the back of his head like he's been hit with something. And you see the back of a scarab look like it's trying to burrow its way into the back of his head. Uh, I'm going to teleport next to him and just like grab that thing and try and crush it, like yank it out of his head and just... Jake, roll protect someone. 13. So on a 10 plus, choose an extra. I am going to suffer little harm, minus one harm. Yeah, so you teleport over to TJ and you pull this bug out of his head and you squish it and you see the shadow moving towards you and you duck to the side as this mace passes by and you see that the mace spikes are beetle heads and they're kind of squirming. Gross. <laughs> You've made a gross thing. You've made a gross thing. How dare you? Grosso. In character to her. <laughs> <laughs> You've made a gross thing. Bad. I need to destroy that mace. Oh, the hell of it. Um, I want to try and get that. Get that mace. Disarm this suit of armor. All right, TJ, what are you doing? Uh, I'm going to recover from what I was doing and blast this thing now that my protector's with me. <laughs> All right, TJ, roll kick some ass. Yeah. Ten. I think I want to suffer less harm on this. So you turn around and you blast right past Jake with your wrist blaster, and you see that a couple of the scarabs on the mace pop, and she swings at you and it hits, but it's not an area that's got a beetle on it, and so you don't take any damage. Sweet! Jake, you're up. Uh, I want to try to wrestle the mace away from her. Roll act under pressure. Nine. So you can get this mace away from her. But you're either going to catch it by the head and one of the beetles is going to try to burrow into your palm. She's going to grab your hammer as you swing the mace and you guys are going to exchange weapons. Or or you can destroy it, but the beetles are going to swarm you. Um, I think I'm going to go with that. I'll take the beetle swarm. So you catch this mace as she swings it down on you and you crush it. 
It's like a pinata of horror. It breaks, <laughs> and beetles just swarm down your arm onto your body. I just imagine this as like a slow motion shower scene. You in a chair, like bending backwards, <laughs> and all these the beetles bucket. just showering down on top of you. <laughs> just pulling a rope and just yeah. beetle rain. Oh my god. <laughs> Damien comes around the corner, having heard the commotion, and he's still got that fire chain. He's jumping rope with it now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, is she back again? Yes, attack the armor. Go, Damien, go. Not a f***ing Pokemon. (laughs) (laughs) He does, though. He spins the chain around and whips it at her. You can see the armor is scored from the heat of the chain. TJ, what are you doing? I'm just going to blast her again, because that's all I can really do at the moment. Roll kick some ass. An eight. You shoot this at her again, and you can see the electricity crackle through the armor. She has lost the mace and just straight kicks you backwards. You take two points of damage. The armor is looking pretty beat up, though. Jake, I'm going to shock my own armor again to murder all these beetles. Uh, Yeah, so Jake puts the knuckles against his side, and TJ, you see him kind of having a real hard time with this one. Uh, But the beetles do fall to the ground dead. Awesome. And she starts to move towards Jake, who has fallen towards the ground. And you can see that she is reaching out for his hammer. Uh, I'm going to rush and tackle her. Roll protect someone. Oh, this is a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> I have a minus two on tough. Sounds right. <laughs> so uh, that would be a six. So you rush forward to try to knock her out of the way. You slip on some goo on the ground and you fall onto Jake who is still slightly electrified, and you take one point of damage. Oh, God. So, Jake, you have a TJ on top of you. I'm going to basically, like, push him up and away in the hopes that I get him back on his feet as he goes. So, TJ, you have been pushed backwards, and you are back on your feet again, and you see her reach down and pick the hammer up. Oh, I'm going to add this to my collection. Uh, Then I'm going to just shock the hell out of her with my wrist blaster again. All right, we'll kick some ass. That is a five. Wow. As you go to shock her, the armor opens up and the body inside of it starts to run away. But the armor steps forward and closes you inside of it. I'm inside the armor? Yes. Oh, God. (laughs) And it is moving you around. Oh, shit. (laughs) Damien says, uh, what should I do? Which one has my hammer currently? The armor does. What was the body that came out of it? It wasn't the same person we saw upstairs, was it? Correct. Scarred up, hairless, naked, and barefoot. Which direction was it taken off? The body is running back towards where the dog sleeps. Head off the mummy. All right. TJ, how's it going in there? I don't know. How is it going for me in there? Warm, a little sticky. Yeah. And you can't control the movement of it. Uh, It's warm and sticky and I can't control the movement. Uh, Help, 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 help. Could I get purchase on this thing to just tear it open and get him out of it? Or am I going to have to disassemble it piece by piece, does it look like? From the scoring that Damien's chain did, you think that you could get some fingers in there and try to pull it apart at the chest? Okay, I'm going to try to do that. Just rip this thing open, whole cloth. All right, roll no limits. Uh, Seven. Okay, what's your consequence? That was a bad roll. That was so close. You just would have torn TJ in half inside of it. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Then it would be all you doing all this. Oh, no, you'd still survive. You'd just have to have robotic legs. I've always wanted robotic legs. Makes me think of uh, the second Iron Man movie where they're showing the military trying to make the suits and the one just turns 180 with the guy. Oh, oh, yeah. I think I need to rest right now. So you're able to grab a hold of the armor and wrench it apart. And as you do that, it stops struggling to move. 
but you pulled something. You wore yourself out a little bit. TJ, roll act under pressure to get out of the hole that he has made. Uh, that is a 10. Yeah, you are able to clamor out of the hole that he has created. And uh, what are you going to do? Jake has uh, has sat down on the ground. He's breathing a little heavy. Uh, himself a I'm a little zero. injured, and so is he. Uh, we need to heal or something. Um, I'm going to call out for Saul if he'll answer to me. Saul, Saul, come out. Come out, please. When he calls out for Saul, do I need to, like, kind of will him out instead? Yeah, I think so. But that, I, that's fine. I would. Okay. I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's a fantastic idea. Oh, what's going on? Jake is injured. You need to help him. Oh. Please. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Please. And he puts out a pulse of light. Man, you are healed that damage and stabilized. You feeling good now? Yeah. Let's go get her. Okay. Uh, I'm going to wrench my hammer out of that stationary armor's hand and get ready to fight. All right. You guys come charging around the corner towards the doghouse, and you see that the dog is holding Damien in its mouth. Hey, guys, it's not going so hot over here. Hercules. Buddy. It growls. Hey. And it starts to move towards you. Who's your friend? Who gave you the tummy scratches, huh? Who's my good boy? And it starts to bite at you. Oh, okay. I deserve that. Uh, two points of damage, not armor defeating. Bad Hercules, And I'm gonna hit him. Which head's got Damien? The middle one. Okay, I want to kind of jump up and try to bring the hammer down and like conk it on the top of the head in the hopes that it drops him. All right, real kick some ass. Nine. All right, so you exchange harm with the dog. Uh, it takes three, you take two, not armor defeating. TJ? I want to see if there's like a, a dog toy around, like in in around his house or something. Rule investigate a mystery. Okay. That's a six. Wow. <laughs> so you sprint into the doghouse, you look around, and you don't see any toys in here at all. Uh, Jake, what are you doing back outside of the doghouse? Isn't it nice to be out of the doghouse? Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> finally. Man, I don't want to hurt the big doggy, even though he's hurting us. Uh, I'm going to try and pry his jaws open specifically to get Damien out now. All right. Uh, roll no limit. Ten. Yeah, no problem. You reach up and you put your hands on both sides of Damien, getting a hold of the dog's jaw, and you pull apart. And Damien falls out, covered in slobber. Uh, she went down the stairs. She came over to the dog, and like the dog smelled her, and then he just turned on me. She's... Probably got more of her organs and jars down there, and she's going to protect him or something. Get TJ and go after her. I'll deal with the dog. And Damien runs past into the doghouse. Oh, we gotta go. Uh, what about Jake? I don't know. He said to get you and to go. I'm just gonna go with Damien. All right, so you guys head towards the stairs that lead down to the first floor. I just yelled, shut the door behind you. I guess I'll shut the door behind me then. So as Damien leads you towards the stairs, just as a reminder on the map, you know that the door at the bottom of these stairs has the magic that requires some of her DNA to get through. Damien, you said you stomped on her lungs, right? Uh, yeah. Check your shoes for, for schmutz. Come on. Uh, yeah, he puts his foot towards the door and there is some lung goo. Lung. Some alveoli stuck to it. Some bronchial tube. Sheesh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's some definitely some paste on the bottom of his boots. No, it just gets worse. <laughs> yeah. And as he steps towards the door, he puts his right foot in <laughs> and then puts his right foot out. Uh, and the door does open. Awesome. Um, Let's go through. All right. So you guys go through the door and you see another suit of armor. It looks very different than the first set that you encountered. And it is just in pieces on the ground. Uh, then I want to look on this floor to see if I can find the other jar. Okay, where specifically are you going? Um, I'm going to probably go to like the, the top left corner 
So Jake, you've got this dog by the jaw. Since it's the center head, the other two heads can't quite reach you to bite at you. And you're just kind of in a stalemate right now. I'm going to teleport to TJ. Yeah, you appear next to TJ. And I, I look and make sure that like the magic door is shut, that they shut the door behind them. Yes. Perfect. This is exactly what I was hoping for. I'm going to go <laughs> look for a different set of organs then. Okay, where are you headed? We're kind of on our way to that like northwest corner, right? Yeah. Um, I will head to the southwest corner. So the two of you go to the far pedestals and Damien goes to the third one. Jake, you do find on a pedestal the other kidney in a glass jar. Cool. Smash and stomp. TJ, there is not a organ on your pedestal. Nor is there one on Damien's. Was there anything on my pedestal? There is. There is a book. Okay. uh, I want to look at the title. It is The Legend of the Five. I'm going to go ahead and put that in my backpack. Where are you going now? She came down here. She must be in this vault area. We need to get in here somehow. Right. Uh, Damien, did you find anything? No. Not like there wasn't anything on that pedestal? No, on this one? Uh-uh. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe she used it. Oh, boy. And then... Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to rework my wrist blaster into a code breaker. Okay. Uh, roll weird science. Seven. All right. So what is your requirement? My requirement is that it won't be very reliable. And my requirement will be it's going to take a lot of power. Okay. I'm going to take the battery for my goggles and I'm going to use that. And I guess you, you'll have to tell me whether or not I use enough of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all right, I like that. Yeah, so you use two charges okay. from your goggles to gotcha. power this. Well done. You know, in talking about the advanced version of Weird Science, what is the advanced version of Weird Science? What is the reward for that? On a 12 or more, you gain plus one ongoing when operating the device. Hearing that, that's not a rule I'd heard before, makes me assume that when you're trying to operate these devices, you should be rolling something. Like, the weird science is to create it, and then you have to use it. And since you've chosen it's unreliable, I assume that you have to roll something, like, with a minus one as opposed to an advance where you get a plus one. Yeah, it doesn't even say anything about, like, using it. It just says when you want to create or adapt a device. But I guess if whatever I'm using the device for would depend on the independent role yeah. of the basic move or something like that, so giving it plus So what in the world ones. might you roll to use a code breaker? Sharp? That's what I would say. Yeah. All right. So yeah, let's roll sharp for you to hit the real-time event fast enough to crack the code. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, mama. That would be a 12. Yeah. And so then with your minus one, that's an 11. So yeah, it absolutely. So it beeps and you hit the pound button a couple times and the numbers lock into place and the screen flashes and the door unlocks. Nice. I'm going to move through it. Inside this room are a bunch of lock boxes, like at a bank, just boxes lining the wall. And at the end of this room, you can see another door that is closed. Okay. Uh, that next door has some kind of magic on it. I have no idea what it is. I just want to get something and I want to throw it at that door just to make sure it's not going to liquefy us as we touch it. Just like grab the gauntlet. Yeah, and just like Android 16 it at the door. So you throw the gauntlet at the, what you assume is still magic door, and there's a huge spark of energy and the gauntlet flies back in your direction. I'm glad I did that. Yeah, same. We have to get through this somehow. I have no idea. We didn't plan for this one. (laughs) (laughs) I want to look around and see if there are any runes carved into anything or if any of the, are the boxes numbered? Rule investigate a mystery. Eight. You get to hold one. I 
am kind of leaning towards what can hurt it because I'm trying to figure out sort of what powers it or keeps it up and like what I could do in this room to take that magic down. If you could find something inside of here, whether it's this room or just her place in general, that could dispel magic, you think that that might be the easiest and maybe only to you guys accessible way of getting to it, getting through it. We need like an object that can dispel magic. There's got to be something. She's got a lot of gizmos around here. Something's got to be able to do it. I don't know if it's in one of these boxes. I just want to start trying like tear open boxes and look through them. So these are pretty sturdy. So if you want to tear one open, roll no limits. Absolutely. I said absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I just want to roll that one back. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Take it back. Mm. Six. So you start to pull open this lockbox and it gives way. The metal peels apart and scarabs pour out of it. You've got to be shitting me. Mm. And they are swarming all over your body. I'll, I want to just start trying to smush them like, indiscriminately, just like slamming into the wall and then backing up and slamming my back into the other wall. <laughs> so I'm going to help out by uh, whipping him around like wrestling style and help him to like launch into the wall a lot faster. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Roll help out. That'd be an eight. All right. So Jake, you get a plus one uh, and you're going to roll act under pressure. Okay. This is fine. Uh, eight. Thank you for your help out. You're very welcome. So with your eight, you're either going to hit a little too hard and hurt yourself, or you're going to damage a bunch of the lock boxes to the point where they won't be able to open, or you're going to spread these scarabs to Damien, <laughs> because in TJ's trying to help out, he exposes himself to the trouble and the danger, and so some of the ones that he's trying to stomp start climbing up his legs. I will take a little bit of damage smushing. All right, so you take one point of damage as you slam against one of the metal walls of drawers. And TJ, you have some of the beetles starting to crawl up your pant leg as you stomp around. I will follow suit on what Jake is trying to do, and I will start to shake them out of my pants. Come on, 12. That's a nine. You can either get them off of your legs, but you're going to bang your knee against the wall as you're trying to shake them out, and it's going to give you a minus one on your movement for a while. Or you can get them off of yourself and accidentally spread them back to Jake. (laughs) (laughs) Or you'll take a point of damage as you get rid of all of them from the tiny bites they put on you. I'll take the damage. I mean, Jake took damage. I can take damage. No problem. All right. So yeah, you get the remainder of the scarabs off of you onto the ground, uh, and you take a point of damage in doing so. And Damien slams this fiery chain on the ground as they fall off of you and Uh, kills the remaining few god i wonder how many of these boxes are just full of scarabs um i'm gonna go ahead and take my uh goggles and i'm going to use my last battery to turn it to heat vision and look at all of the different lock boxes with heat vision to see if there's any heat body signatures roll investigative mystery that would be a hard five so you spin around to look at the wall of boxes and you flip too far and you go to night vision and you're momentarily blinded ah god ow ow uh throw the goggles off my face because ouch well i think i know what you were going for and i loved the idea but it seems like it didn't work very well no ah now my battery's dead i i can't tell which one of these is filled with beetles or filled with bullion i guess beetles and bullion is our new band name (laughs) 
Uh, we need to look around at the other stuff she's got in this place and try to find something that can dispel magic. I think before we start opening more beetle boxes, let's go establish what's on the pedestals that we can just see. Damien, there was nothing on that pedestal that you went and looked at? No, it's empty. Man, I wonder if she took the only thing that could get us through this door on her way in. <sighs> the only thing I can think of right now is, oops. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you stumble backwards as you're kind of looking around. Always stumbling backwards yep. on this power. <laughs> and uh, one of the lockboxes you realize has been released, and your hand kind of touches it, and you feel it's a little springing, so you open it up, and inside is a newspaper clipping, and there is a woman in the photograph. It looks like it's about 20 or 30 years old, but the article title reads, Woman Saves Family of Seven from Fire, Claims to be Chosen by the gods f yes awesome oh that's so cool uh it doesn't help us now but man jake check this out this is just a treasure trove of stuff that i need to know but not right but not right this second put it in your pocket dimension for safekeeping all right that's three items in there so far (laughs) i'm I'm getting close to capacity damien do you have any suggestions for getting through this door i don't even know what it does that was kind of and if you remember back like the smash cut of like the plan of breaking in here, it's like research this and figure this out. I don't suppose you guys did that part, did you? Well, I mean, I threw the thing at it. Oh, was that the research or was that the solving it? That was the research. Oh, okay. So yeah, we know that it's going to kind of zap and blast something away if you try to get through it. That's fair. I, I couldn't remember if the research phase comes before or after the betrayal phase. <laughs> oh, shit. I just nod. I'm like, yeah, I deserve that. <laughs> uh, I'm going to see if I can't open another one of these lock boxes so tj roll luck that's a 12 nice on luck as you start to reach towards one of the lock boxes you hear a voice from above what would it take to get you three out of my home and you look at where the voice is coming from and you see a little speaker and a very tiny lens it would take you giving us all three of those souls in there Put everything you found back, and you have a deal. Um, she didn't say anything about not taking pictures of it first. I'm going to grab the little slip and pull out my phone and snap a picture of it first, and then oh, put hey, it in the well, thing. Uh, fine. It seems to be. <laughs> and, and I'll be like, okay, we'll take that deal. But I want my bow back, too, then. We'll give you back all your stuff. You give us back our stuff. The souls and the bow. Roll manipulate someone. Oh, man, that's the worst one. <laughs> oh, uh, eight. Very well. But the price for that bow is the necklace. Uh, I'll look at Damien. You turn back and he's not there. Son of a bitch. Um, okay. Well, evidently that part of the deal is off the table now because he has eloped with the necklace. I can't really fault him. <laughs> we did some pretty terrible stuff. I did some pretty terrible things that I was going to do, but didn't do. So, I mean, technically I didn't do them but I still was thinking about him. Is there anything else I can negotiate for the bow? He took the necklace. I can't, couldn't do that one now if I wanted to. What have you got? I like your hammer. I super can't give that one up. I'm sorry. I've, ooh, I've already gotten in trouble for accidentally dropping that. Can't imagine just handing it over. What does this bow matter to you? You didn't even know you had it. Well, while we're on an honesty kick, now I don't trust you very much, and you seem like you might do bad things with it, and you said it's very, very powerful. You don't trust me. You're the one who betrayed me. His deal was more important. It mattered more in the grand scheme of things. Why does that turn into you not trusting me? Well, because now I know you're a spooky mummy and I'm a monster hunter. Like, 
straight up and down. I don't have a, a high trust of creatures. And as he's saying this, I'm taking that necklace of the north wind out of my pocket and just kind of fiddling around with it in my hands. Mm. Clearly that she can see it. And I'm just kind of like testing its durability. Uh, you hear the ring of what sounds like two wine glasses being clanked together. What was that? Oh, just two of the three crystals. I can play that game as well. Oh, damn. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, so I just kind of put it back in my pocket then. Actually, you know what? I'm just going to put it back in one of the lockboxes that's open. There you go. Fine. We'll close it. I must say, you're all taking a very long time to decide on something I thought was a no-brainer. You <clears throat> seem to desperately want your friend's soul, but maybe that's not the case? Fine. Deal. Give us the souls. You can keep the bow and we'll put back everything we've taken. Fair and square. Even trade will go. I'm going to take the book out of the pocket dimension again, take some pictures of pages real quick. Like, like just a sec. Snap, 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 snap. Uh, roll luck. Eight. Okay. Both of you put your hands in the magic field. Um, no, because it will destroy us. It won't. I'm going to alter the spell from the inside. How do I know that this isn't just going to zap us and kill us when we touch it? It's zapping and killing other things. I guess it's a risk you'll have to take. But I, unlike you, have yet to break a promise. I'll reach out and touch the door. Nothing happens. Your hand passes through into the field. Now your friend, same time. I do. And you feel a little tingle. And she actually this time repeats the bargain that you will put back everything you got and you will get the three souls in return. And you feel a little weird wash over you. And then the door opens and she is in bad shape. You can tell that the body she went into was specifically designed to kind of operate that armor. It's very muscular in weird places, uh, and its hair is all gone. But she has put a robe over herself right this way. We'll follow her. Uh, yeah, I'll go in. And in this room, you see that it goes down a little bit. There's a couple more items in here. And then around the corner is a large blue crystal, and then three little podiums, each with a crystal on each one. A large crystal? What's that? What's the big one? This is one of the essentially viewing crystals. It's what allows you to take a soul or an essence or a spirit and you can set it inside of one of the openings there and see what is inside, communicate with what is inside. And you can also put in multiple ones to allow them to communicate with each other. Is it okay if we place these three crystals in there real quick just to verify that they are who we need? Yes, of course. And at this point, Strom has left to start putting things back where they were and taking inventory of things that might be missing. Okay. Um, I'm going to do them one at a time. There is a white one, a green one, and a red one. I'm going to do the red one first. You put the red one in and you see Reeves from the Eye of Horus. Oh, I don't really care for this. We're getting you out of here. Just stay calm. I wouldn't know where to go. I think my body was destroyed. Well, better... Your soul's in a crystal in our possession where we can do something to pass you on than in the crystal in a vault where it is right now. Oh, so. this isn't my soul. I tried to get away when I got launched into space, and um, this is essentially my astral projection. I was trying to, to get my mind someplace, and I didn't make it. Well, I mean, we'll figure out how to help you once we get you out of here. Okay. And I'll withdraw her crystal, and I'll put in the, put in the green one. It's Rachel. Oh. Oh. Hi. Hi. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Um, me too. I wasn't quite myself. Well, 
we're going to hopefully get you out of this thing and maybe you can be yourself again. All right. Uh, so I'll take that crystal back out and then I will put the white one in. Jake, you place the white crystal into the viewer and Tass appears. Oh, that sucked. Oh, hey, boys. Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Greetings. I am the modestly handsome obituary writer of this fetching town of Crestfall, Idaho, and this is Death by Dying. Death is exhausting. And so, after a long day of funeral attending, I had retired to my apartment to get some shut-eye. I loosened my Versace tie and changed into my Egyptian silk pajamas. Are you the detective in town? No, I'm the obituary writer. Really? Someone said you solve murder cases. Murder? I'm Charlotte, by the way. Forgive me, but I haven't gotten past the murder part. Charlotte, the friend I now have, is staying in the apartment above her Aunt Lillian's bookshop. She was my aunt. She was all I had growing up. I need to know why she's gone. Murder is the spice of life. I knew just who I had to see. The Angel of Death. We have become friends over the years. Careful. Death is ever-present. Her pet, the button-eyed raven, moaned inconsolably as usual. Your friends are abandoning you, one by one. You write about death, O.W. But how much do you know about what it feels like to lose someone? The shadow in the dark woods is making its way into Crestfall. Listen to Death by Dying on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher.